0: Hello, my name is Michael Albert, and this is episode 150 of the podcast titled Revolution Z. It is also the fourth episode in a sequence that we are calling ruminations. So this is ruminations four. For the ruminations episode, I typically bring to the session no prior plan, no outline, come what may. Actually, full transparency. While doing it, I sometimes pause the recording to quickly decide a new topic to bring up. It is a strange approach for strange times, perhaps a bit like jazz, but not as talented. This time, however, I am partly cheating. I did some preparation, as will be evident as we go along. Sort of a prepared melody and some riffs on it, plus some spontaneous riffs. At any rate, the backdrop is that I have a book just out, No Bosses, A New Economy for a Better World. I'm a little concerned about promotion. Will this book get into the hands of the potential audience, even the desirous audience. It's not obvious. So I try to help it along as best I can. I sought lots of reviews. And uh, then I felt, wait a minute, I'm asking people to do reviews. number of people are saying yes. Some other people I don't know are doing reviews. And what about me? What would I do if I was asked to do a review? And I thought about it and decided I'd try and do one. So I wrote two reviews of No Bosses. Yes, I literally reviewed my own book. Call me an egomaniac if you like. One has already appeared on a Greek website called Meta that is about post-capitalist ideas, projects, and more. No, it is not the renamed Facebook. Vice versa, Facebook took its name. The other self-review will appear pretty soon on Zenet. And so I am thinking, why not do them sort of in audio also? So the first is titled, No Bosses, I'm In, A Review of No Bosses. It's even more peculiar than somebody reviewing their own work, because it says, when you look at it, No Bosses, I'm In, A Review of No Bosses by Bertrand Bob Guevara. Those of you who listen to me uh, at all will probably know that's a Bertrand Russell, Bob Dylan, and Che Guevara. In other words, I sort of channeled them into a review of me. Cheating, to say the least. I planted in it what are called Easter eggs. They're little nuggets that are dispersed around the review that point to one or another of those three named authors. So I think I'll sort of read it here as it's written, but I'll also interject some podcast-only commentary plus some ruminations. So here goes. No bosses. I'm in a review of No Bosses by Bertrand Bob Guevara. Okay, here's the first paragraph as it appears in the review. I have seen the future of economics and it is no fucking bosses. No profits, no markets, no hierarchical division of labor. In this future, people collectively, freely, justly, rationally produce for one another. Workers and consumers minimize waste, maximize human fulfillment, and escape class division. There is equity for all, dignity for all. Everyone lives in accord with nature. We become our most caring, thoughtful selves, moved by feelings of love. The muse wakes us all. Who wouldn't want no more crazy sorrow? No more cruel leaders or leaders who turn cruel. Many corporate fools and fanatics wouldn't want that. Many masters of war wouldn't want that. Too bad for them. I am for new economics for a better world. What about you? So that's the first paragraph of this review. Do you notice anything odd about it? Maybe it's a little better writing than my usual. Here's the first paragraph again, but with some commentary and ruminations added as I go through it. So the review begins, I have seen the future of economics and it is no fucking bosses. Comment. Yes, that is a steal of sorts of an early review of Bruce Springsteen. I have seen the future of rock and roll, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. Bertrand, or is it the boss, continues the review. No profits, no markets, no hierarchical division of labor. In this future, people collectively, freely, justly, rationally produce for one another. Workers and consumers minimize waste, maximize human fulfillment, and escape class division. There is equity for all dignity for all. Everyone lives in accord with nature. Whoops, another little comment. Dignity, as in dignity for all, is borrowed from Bob, as in Bob Dylan, of course. We become our most caring, thoughtful selves, moved by feelings of love. And now Che has entered, stage left. As Che wrote it, at the risk of seeming ridiculous, let me say that the true revolutionary is guided by a great feeling of love. It is impossible to think of a genuine revolutionary lacking this quality. Back to the review. The muse, all three of them, my comment, wakes us all. Who wouldn't want no more crazy sorrow? Bob again, he is awfully prolific. And this time, see what I mean about some preparation? Here is the full, well, one stanza of the source. And take me disappearing through the smoke rings of my mind, down the foggy ruins of time, far past the frozen leaves, the haunted frightened trees, out to the windy beach, far from the twisted reach of crazy sorrow. Yes, to dance beneath the diamond sky with one hand waving free, silhouetted by the sea, circled by the circus sands, with all memory and fate driven deep beneath the waves, let me forget about today until tomorrow. Back to the review. No more cruel leaders or leaders who turn cruel, that's Che, again, nine words of wisdom. Many corporate fools and fanatics, that's Russell, wouldn't want that. Many masters of war, that's Dylan, wouldn't want that. And let's provide some source there too. Come you masters of war, you that build the big guns, you that build the death planes, you that build all the bombs, you that hide behind desks, I just want you to know I can see through your masks. You that never done nothing, but build to destroy. You play with my world like it's your little toy. You put a gun in my hand and you hide from my eyes. And you turn and run farther when the fast bullets fly. Like Judas of old, you lie and deceive. A world war can be won, you want me to believe. But I see through your eyes and I see through your brain like I see through the water that runs down my drain. Okay, back to the review. Too bad for them. I am for new economics for a better world. What about you? And that's the first paragraphs. First offered with no commentary, then with me ruminating. And now we continue, but no more repetition. So back to the review. Sure, you were probably for new economics too. Why else would you read this review? No more gray flannel bosses. That's Dylan's image. Can you see them rising up corporate hierarchies built on the backs of the rest of us? No more blood-drenched profits. No more malicious markets but wipe away bosses, profits, markets, and corporations, and what's left? A humongous vacuum. Nature abhors that, so what would fill it? When movements overcome the past, continues the review, sometimes they get too much nothing. They kick up noise and turmoil. The dust settles. They are back where they came from. Other times, when movements overcome the past, they cause big change. The dust settles. They suffer a new boss in place of the old boss. Two references in that. First, Dylan, too much of nothing can make a man ill at ease. One man's temper rises where another man's temper might freeze. Now it's a day of confession and we cannot mock a soul. Oh, when there's too much of nothing, no one has control. And from the who, crashing our little party, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Back to Bertrand Bob Guevara's review. The book, No Bosses, A New Economy for a Better World, describes how movements might escape class rule smartly, equitably, sustainably, and with dignity for all. No Bosses' introduction savages existing relations. Its open chapter sets out positive values to use to orient and judge economics. Subsequent chapters answer who owns what, who decides what, who does what, who earns what, and who allocates what. They propose new institutions wherein we decide our own lives with equity, solidarity, and dignity for all. Finally, two concluding chapters discuss winning a new economy and offer a bit of personal and social context for the whole perspective. No Bosses doesn't paint a full picture of future daily life. It doesn't speculate on second, third, or fourth order details. It doesn't dictate how long future people will choose to work each day, precisely how they will conduct their personal relations, or even what they will individually or collectively consume. No Bosses doesn't conjure up electric car designs. It doesn't celebrate biochemically improved health care. It doesn't predict much less dictate contingent future circumstances. No boss's agenda is instead simple and even elegant. Passionate indignation, pursuing truth. That's Bertrand again. Perceive a world where people freely decide and implement their own life choices with no bosses who severely impose inequality, enforce antisociality, and destroy the very planet our lives depend on. So what new features does no bosses propose? Bertrand, Bob, and Che answer the question that they pose. A productive commons from which we all borrow to produce things socially desired. Workers and consumers self-manage councils where we cooperatively decide our economic lives. Jobs and work where we are all empowered to participate in decision-making with confidence, skills, and knowledge commensurate with informed, effective choices. Life in which all who work get a share of the social product based on how long, how hard, and the onerousness of our socially valued work. And where we who can't work get a full income for being alive. And finally, what no bosses calls participatory planning or a collective, decentralized, cooperative, self-managed means for us to collectively determine economic inputs and outputs. No Bosses lays bare each of these five proposed defining features logic, continues the review. It reports each of these features' implications for individuals, for groups, and for our social and natural surroundings. And finally, No Bosses addresses predictable concerns about each of the proposed features. No Bosses is not a book about replacing bad people in high positions. Yes, you guessed it, that's Che. It is not a book about reducing corruption. It is not a book about bandaging gushers of pain. No Bosses is a book about eliminating high positions. It is a book about producing integrity. It is a book about removing the causes of gushers of pain and implementing instead fields of dignity and fulfillment. No Bosses is a book about economic and social revolution. It is a book about after our ship comes in. That's Dylan, and I may even have trouble reciting this central song in my life. Oh, the time will come up when the winds will stop, and the breezes will cease to be breathing. Like the stillness in the wind before the hurricane begins, the hour that the ship comes in. And the seas will split, and the ship will hit, and the sands on the shoreline will be shaking. Then the tide will sound, and the wind will pound, and the morning will be breaking. Oh, the fishes will laugh as they swim out of the path, and the seagulls, they'll be smiling. And the rocks on the sand will proudly stand the hour that the ship comes in. And the words that are used for to get the ship confused will not be understood as they're spoken, for the chains of the sea will have busted in the night and will be buried at the bottom of the ocean. A song will lift as the mainsail shifts and the boat drifts onto the shoreline, and the sun will respect every face on the deck the hour that the ship comes in. Then the sands will roll out a carpet of gold for your weary toes to be a-touchin', and the ship's wise men will remind you once again that the whole wide world is watchin'. Oh, the foes will rise with the sleep still in their eyes, and they'll jerk from their beds and think they're dreamin', but they'll pinch themselves and squeal, and know that it's for real, the hour that the ship comes in. Then they'll raise their hands, saying, we'll meet all your demands, but we'll shout from the bow, your days are numbered. And like Pharaoh's tribe, they'll be drowned in the tide, and like Goliath, they'll be conquered. Okay, back to the review. Although I have to say, you'd be wise to listen to Dylan singing it instead of me reciting it. No bosses is timely, not because we are going to win our new world overnight, but because to win it as early as our accumulated past history now permits, we will have to self-consciously work towards it. And we will have to do so with clarity as well as openness to learning our way as we go. The world is bleeding. All too many people passively view the rivers of blood and barely blink. All too many people are rendered passive by hopelessness or habit. There is too little shared passionate indignation too much atomized pain and anger. And even people who courageously and collectively resist passively rarely contemplate actually winning a whole new economy in a wholly better world. There is too little audacity. Yet we not only need indignant, outraged vision of a better world to collectively rise up against climate change, racism, misogyny, violence in all its forms, and an economics built on bosses. We need indignant, outraged vision of a better world to sustain hope, orientation, and confident commitment, and even to avoid savaging ourselves in circular firing squads. Can we muster loving, honest, truthful hope, orientation, and commitment against a slippery slope to suicide? Can we muster it to reverse our suicidal slide? Can we muster it to chart a path to a better world? So continues the review, and it asks, does no bosses deliver? Is its writing sufficiently clear and concise, much less poetic, and is it appropriately passionate? No Bosses shouts out for more effort, for more experimentation, and especially for more program and struggle that knows where it wants to wind up. To dream together, but there is the rub. Of course, Dylan again. I'll let you be in my dreams if I can be in yours. And Martin Luther King Jr. too. Once a book is read, what happens? For a book like No Bosses, tallies of sales mean nothing. Volume of pages read mean little. A book like this doesn't earn points for entertaining. It doesn't even earn points for enlightening. What does reading it engender? That is the question. Not just to understand, but to affect. That is the purpose. Will no bosses help foster constructive, respectful, mutual movement relations that steadily grow and enrich activism and organizing? It depends in part on how many read it, but even more so, it depends upon what the people who read it then do with what they have read. Truth needs action needs truth. Hmm. Truth needs action needs truth. Well, that's mine, and I like it. Hmm. Well, maybe it's not entirely mine. It's only rock and roll, and I like that too. Back to the review. 10,000 readers who forget it all a month later, little to celebrate. Five readers who use the lessons conveyed for months and years, much to celebrate. The appropriate metric to assess a social change book, speech, article, or event is not sales revenues. It is not even smiles while reading. It is what comes after readers set aside the book, speech, article, or event. So I, Bertrand Bob Guevara, review No Bosses and give it my blessing. Not as a formal exercise. That's Bertie. Not to cleverly sing praises. That's Bob. Not to earn a paycheck. Not to expand a resume. Sort of che. I review it in hopes you who are reading these words will next read No Bosses and will then think on, refine, enrich, and correct its words, and let others into your reading and yourselves into theirs to breathe shared life into the vision. Bertrand Russell, Bob Dylan, and Che Guevara did not write this review, but they did write large parts of the history and culture leading toward its vision and to my choosing to write the review. Their actions, ideas, and words did contribute to the contents of the vision that No Bosses presents. This very strange self-review finally concludes. Authors matter. I am an author. So what? Mentors, examples, friends, partners, lovers, and mostly readers matter more. I said that. And dear reader, what do you say? That is what now matters. And yes, I am Michael Albert, an aspirant to the new economy for a better world who in a fit of frenzy while awaiting No Boss's publication, happen to imagine the sentiments offered in this review. Audacious? Maybe. Desperate? For sure. We inhabit a world at a crossroads. There is a dream we ought not defer. And here is my last intrusion. The reference this time is to a poem by Langston Hughes, What Happens to a Dream Deferred. Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun, or fester like a sore, and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat, or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet. Maybe it just sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? And so here I am, just trying to advance a vision summarized as no bosses. You bet I am. Why wouldn't I? It's your turn now. So that is one review that I wrote that has already been published, albeit not recopied and republished. Here's a second review. No fancy Easter eggs on board this one that I will soon publish on Znet. Self-review of No Bosses by Michael Albert. No Bosses, A New Economy for a Better World, publicly arrived November 1st, just a day before I'm recording this. Two British friends, Mark Evans and Eugene Nolman, created a wonderful book site at nobosses.com that includes advanced testimonials, early reviews, the table of contents, and links to purchase. I hope you will visit it. I wrote No Bosses because I believe we need shared vision to sustain hope orient strategy and escalate commitment. I recently wondered, what if I were invited to review No Bosses? What would I say? Imagine, it isn't hard if you try. Okay, so there is one reference, it happens. It is a sunny day sometime in the future. In many countries, a massive transformation has redefined society's basic institutions. In other countries, similar transitions are in mid to late stages. Supporters have named their aims participatory socialism, or perhaps participatory society. Whatever its aim, their project has transformed political, kinship, gender, cultural, community, economic, and international relations, all humanity, and all humanity's ecological habitats. No Bosses tells us that to reach such new relations, we need a shared conception of their key features. To have hope, orientation, and commitment, we need economic vision, and also political kinship and culture community vision. No Bosses talks mainly about economics, But it doesn't propose what future workers and consumers will eat or wear. Nor does it picture what they will drive, nor enumerate their jobs, nor indicate how long they will work each day. No Bosses doesn't list future holidays or describe future products. It celebrates no new gizmos. Instead, No Bosses envisions the personal and social characteristics of future workplaces. It envisions how future jobs may affect us and how we may affect them. It envisions norms and methods to determine our future incomes. It envisions means by which we may freely decide what to produce and consume. No Bosses proposes how we may collectively and cooperatively decide our economic responsibilities and benefits. It proposes how to have no individuals dominate others. It explains what classlessness means and proposes how to attain it in a self-managing, equitable, solidaritous, and sustainable economy. No Bosses does not discuss contingent future policy decisions. It does not discuss as yet unknowable details of future economic life. Instead, No Bosses proposes only what it finds necessary to ensure that our children and their children and their children's children will equitably and freely implement the content and practices of their future lives. No Bosses proposes how future workers and consumers might make and implement their own free choices. It proposes how future workers and consumers might collectively organize their work and consumption. It proposes how their ways to collectively self-manage their economic circumstances will simultaneously propel, reflect, and respect comparably liberating outcomes in families, sex-gender relations, cultural and community relations, and political relations. In short, No Bosses proposes a new economy for a better world. Goodbye, capitalism. Hello, participatory economics. No Bosses proposes a post-capitalist commons of productive assets, a non-hierarchical and self-managing mode of economic decision-making, a non-corporate conception of work, a classless division of labor, workplace and society-wide methods to allot equitable incomes, And finally, a new non-market, non-centrally planned, decentralized, and participatory self-managing approach to allocation. It is about dignified freedom. No Bosses proposes five core institutional innovations it deems necessary to attain a classless, self-managing, equitable, caring, innovative, sustainable, and even artistic economy. No Bosses offers these proposals for economic life as a flexible scaffold to be creatively enriched with diverse details based on practical experiences. A book addressing how we might better conduct economics in a better future is not a tweet or even a set of tweets. It is not a selfie. It is not binging a new TV series with snacks in hand. It doesn't say only stuff that one already agrees with. It requires more hours, more intensity, and more commitment than many other uses of one's time. But No Bosses rejects academic pretense, no obfuscation. It offers sufficient vision to help motivate activism, to inform organizing, to propel hope, to promote desire. As author and self-interested reviewer, I would say, yes, No Bosses delivers viable and worthy economic vision. Big deal. Of course I think that. If I didn't think that, I wouldn't have written the book. Beyond me, however, consider what Noam Chomsky says. No Bosses describes and advocates workers and consumers self-managing councils, a division of labor that balances empowering tasks among all workers, a norm that apportions income for duration, intensity, and onerousness of socially valued labor, and finally not markets or central planning, but instead participatory planning of what is produced, by what means, to what ends. It makes a compelling case that these features can be brought together in a spirit of solidarity to establish a self-managing, equitable, sustainable, participatory new economy with a rich artistic and intellectual culture as well. Or consider that Yanis Varoufakis says, No bosses helps us retrieve from within ourselves the suppressed conviction shared by every human being that it is not all right to live under the tyranny of market forces weaponized by cunning bosses. And Kathy Kelly adds, seriously and carefully, No Bosses aims to create a framework, a scaffold, for a worthy economic plan. No Bosses describes participatory economics with enjoyable candor, raising as many questions as it answers and inviting readers to set cynicism aside. Oran Daniel says, No Bosses proposes an answer for economics from self-managed decision-making to balanced work and from equitable incomes to ending class division. No Bosses should be widely read as we assess the way forward in this unprecedented moment in the history of this nation. And Bill Fletcher adds, No Bosses does not argue whether the future that it proposes is probable, but rather insists that it is necessary. Albert's latest book, No Bosses, accomplishes just that and is a delight to read. Or Medea Benjamin says, read No Bosses with delight at the creative ways we can organize as soon as possible to sweep Mr. Moneybags into the dustbin of history and create the new equitable, participatory, empowering, and sustainable world that we all want to live in. And Ezekiel Adamovsky says, No Bosses, a new economy for a better world offers a refined, compelling argument in favor of a non-capitalist participatory economics. Its vision is of utmost importance for people and social movements struggling for a better world. And Jeremy Brecker concludes, you'll have a hard time finding a better guide to moving from capitalism to a genuinely free, equal, and participatory economy. But such testimonials suggest a necessary, but far from sufficient condition for effectivity. Even good books, unread, have little practical impact. Writing is a hit-or-miss endeavor. I answer interview queries, and I do anything else that becomes possible to help no-bosses get read. I even self-review it. But what will determine no-bosses' reach will be the book's readers. Will its readers review, critique, extend, or otherwise actively engage with no-bosses? Will outlets carry readers' reviews and debates? Will outlets address readers' concerns, extend their extrapolations, evaluate their detractions, and elaborate their extensions? Only time and you will tell if that occurs for no bosses. So that's it for these two reviews. What do you think? Am I nuts for writing something channeling Bertrand, Bob, and Shay into my own dream? Am I narcissistic for writing about my own work? Or are self-reviews something all writers ought to do? More to the point, Are you going to click your way to nobossesbook.com to decide whether you want to give some of your time to deciding whether to read this book, and thus whether the participatory vision is worthy and viable, and therefore whether it is something for you to get up, stand up about, in whatever may be your own preferred fashion? I hope you will. And if in your eyes the vision resonates, well, take a look at the new site, realutopia.org. And all that said, this is Michael Albert, signing off until next time for Revolution Z.